Thanks for checking out the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. This podcast features athletes from around Southern California and highlights their journey into collegiate athletics. For this week's show, I went to Palisades High School to chat with senior safety Will Janae. Will and I talked about the importance of multiple sports, learning how to appreciate those that appreciate you, and why some players need to reevaluate their recruiting preferences to include schools outside the scope of major college football. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of In-Depth Podcast presented by SoCal Prep Insider. I'm your host, Alex Scar. Sitting across from me, Will Janae, DB wide receiver, Palisades High School. Will, thanks for sitting down, man. Uh, Honored to be on. Thank you. Now, give a little stats to the audience. 6'2", 180, as I mentioned, wide receiver, DB. Also play a little basketball. Mm -hmm. We were talking before we jumped on. Heartbreaking end (laughs) of that season. Sorry about it, man. No, definitely tough, but, you know, on the football again, on the football. Now, let's talk hoops just for a second because it just ended. So you guys lost to View Park. Now, View Park, they ended up losing to Granada Hills in the semifinal. Granada Hills is in the D1 final. And we were talking, you're like, man, we should have played Granada Hills. Right? Yeah. You thought you guys were going to be that semifinal team. Mm-hmm. So what happened? You know, we're up 13 in the third quarter uh, against View Park. We're playing at home. Uh, we had, I think, 15 or something turnovers within in the, like that span of time from like the middle of the third to the end of the game. So uh, they just sped us up a little bit. And um, after that, you know, it's frustrating to see, especially when you're a senior. It's like your last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, we had some good players on our team too this year. Definitely would love to play Granada. We feel like we can match up with them uh, well. Um, and then they're playing uni and we beat uni already by 10 this year and we lost to them by three or four but you know I'd love to play uni again too so it's definitely tough definitely tough but you know that's what happens you got to move on now you're kind of leaving a legacy a little bit as a two-sport athlete talk a little bit about being a two-sport athlete you don't see a ton of it anymore guys are specializing in football or Mm -hmm. basketball or baseball they're not really broadening the scope of what they play so what are some of those challenges um, I'd say just getting into the flow after football season, going into basketball or, you know, I mean, football, I have a little bit more time because I don't play a spring sport, so I can get into it. But going into basketball, it's definitely tough. And then also, you know, academically, everything, you know, you have a lot more on your plate. So um, it's just time management. Uh, I know in college, that's a lot of time management, too. But, you know, playing two sports, you can't really... Um, you can't really slack off a lot. You got to just do your homework. You got to do everything. And um, that's always what I've done. But I've never, I would never change that ever. I mean, I love playing both sports. My dad told me you don't get to play as many sports as you want um, in college or even in high school sometimes. So take advantage. I stopped playing baseball. But I mean, sometimes I think back, maybe if I played three sports, that would have been fun too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least I'm happy I played two. Where's your heart at? Oh, football. Football for sure. I mean, uh, I love basketball, but it's like football is where my main thing is, and I love football, and that was definitely a little bit more devastating after football season ended than basketball. But, you know, it still sucks because that's like my last game playing basketball ever, really, like, you know, competitively. So, I mean, it's definitely tough, but I'm excited to play football. At least I have an opportunity to play in college there. Now let's talk about football a little bit. Mm-hmm. Palisades seems like a really, really tight-knit team. You guys have a lot of fun on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who we play in our league we go against some great players like venice you know they had three division one guys on their start on their offense you know we go against um uh great players at fairfax too and then also just 
you know, we Palisades, we don't get a lot of guys from whether it's like the inner city. We don't get a lot of, you know, we, it's hard to get into Palisades. So, you know, we need to be a really close team. We need to be coached very well, which we are. And, um, you know, our connection as a team and as brothers is that's huge for us to win. You know, uh, if we weren't like that, I don't we don't have like the manpower and talent just to take over games. We really got to be together. And that's what we were this year. So let's talk about that Venice game a little bit. I'm going to mm-hmm. set the scene for the audience listening. So there's, you guys, it's a big rivalry game. It's yes. Friday night. Huge, yeah. The first quarter plays, and then a storm rolls in, and mm-hmm. there's lightning on the field, and they have to cancel the game. Or <laughs> yeah. at least, sorry, postpone the game, right? And so the game is postponed until the following Saturday afternoon. You guys come out, and it looked like maybe Venice was giving you the beans a little bit in the first half. If the game had been played on Friday, maybe they win. Mm-hmm. But you guys come out on Saturday. It's the next day, and you are fired up. It looked mm-hmm. like Venice, maybe they, I don't know, it went to the club they hung out they didn't get ready for the game but you guys came out fired up so when preparing for a game on friday that gets cut short and you got to play the next day what was that mentality how are you guys able to keep the intensity going I think we came into the game on Friday with little intensity, and I think that, you know, we didn't know, you know, just like their name, they're always like a power in our section. So maybe, like, guys like, well, we're playing Venice, you know, but after we played them for a quarter, we really felt like, I mean, I always felt the whole time, but, like, we really felt as a team, like, we've seen how they hit, we've seen how they play. They're nothing big. They're nothing special. You know, they have some great players, but we're just as good or better. And, you know, we really had that mentality going in on Saturday. Not, like, all the nerves were out. We were just playing football then. And I was telling the guys, before the game just dude like they're not big and bad like that we're just as good as them and you know I mean maybe people always say he coach Hyde even jokes saying you know the rain saved us the rain saved us but (laughs) you know um uh I'll take it then because I mean we ended up with the W in the stat sheet so I'll take it so talk about that rivalry game a little bit you guys got up for that one you were Mm -hmm. chanting on the sidelines you were getting after it it was really intense Mm -hmm. what's it like prepping for a big rivalry game like that um it's just it's just intensity it definitely goes up it, it's it's something where your emotions maybe show a little bit more too uh venice and us you know that's like a rivalry in the state section that's you know one of the best we feel like and um especially when the teams are competitive and it's not a blowout game it makes it even better um they got some great players you know i'm friends with luca some guys like that so yeah. a lot of jabbing during the week <laughs> um so you know a lot of emotions are running high for sure so it's definitely super exciting to play that team on that day and especially in the game of football. You know, it's the best. Now, I don't want to get you in trouble. Coach Hyde's sitting over there. But Coach Hyde seems like a pretty intense dude. What's it like playing for him? Coach Hyde is an intense dude. I mean, I came here as a junior. Uh, I went to Crespi for two years. Nice. So, uh, you know, but I came to Pali as a junior. Uh, I played only defense as a junior, and Coach Hyde's a defensive guy. And I remember some. I remember against Hamilton one time, he was just grilling into me. And I, and I remember that game because it's just like Coach Hyde is intense, but if you do what he wants, you know, you, he'll have no problems with you. You know, he, he never he never means any of it too. He's just Coach Hyde is. He says it like it is, but you know, if you play for him well and if you do your job, there's no problems at all. And that's and that's the type of coach he is. You know, and I love coaches like that. I'd rather him just be straightforward with me, ask what he wants, and if I can do that for him, we have no issues and that's what coach I did like was there a bit of a shock getting yelled at for that first time he gets uh, up in your face mask shakes your helmet yeah. a little bit I mean uh there wasn't I mean like there was definitely shock it wasn't like I was just like 
like scared or anything. I was just like, whoa, like this guy is laying <laughs> into me right Me's now. business. You know, uh, and we and we won that game 42 to seven. But I, I let up a, I let up a deep touchdown pass, and that was the only time I did that. I didn't let up one this year, I don't think. But he was grilling into me, and we and we <laughs> and we killed them. But you know, he's still just in my face, and you know, I'll never I'll never forget that because he's just so intense, and I love playing for a coach like that. And um, yeah, it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit, it was a little crazy at that time. <laughs> So talk about coming from Crespi to Palisades. So Crespi, it's a small all-boys school mm-hmm. in the Valley. Palisades, it's a huge public school here in Pacific Palisades. Mm-hmm. So what were some of those differences? Uh, definitely, uh, I mean, the positive for Crespi, definitely like the brotherhood and it's like friendships. I mean, Pali, it was harder to meet new friends. I mean, thank God for my football team, it was, it was easy, but... Um, a lot more people so it was hard to it was hard just like adjusting to so many people here um i'd say that though it's nice to ha- it's nice to have girls again <laughs> and um you know it's nice just wearing wherever you want and i think it was a crucial move for me because i don't think i'd be where i am today if i stayed at crespi a lot of my friends who i went in with um on my freshman team we had a stacked freshman team guys like darius prontes who's going to rhode island and uh eric osteen who's going to ucla and we had I, like guys at survey we had a lot of really good guys gill twins you know they were mm-hmm. great at san fernando you know we ha- our team was great and um you know so i loved playing with them and stuff like that but then eventually just you know turmoil and some stuff was just going on and a lot of us left but um i thought that was a great move for me i've loved pally and um it was definitely hard at first but i mean i love pally and i was i'm so happy i made that decision yeah. Now, what makes Palisades different? We were kind of talking, you were talking a little bit about what makes Pali different than some of the other public schools. Mm-hmm. But what is a defining characteristic, do you think, of Palisades that differentiates it from some of the other L.A. public schools? Um, I'd say academics. I, I think the academics are better here. Um, I have some challenging classes, definitely. And, you know, coming from a school like Crespi, um, I feel like the academics are just like the same, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe like, you know, I've had, it's not like going to from a private school to a public school, oh, the academics are worse. I feel like three years just been the same, you know, and um, I've had uh, some really challenging classes that I feel like I wouldn't be able to take if I were at other schools in the city section. So I see the academics are great. And also just um, student life cool is here cool too, uh, is cool here. And, uh, I mean, sometimes we wish there was more uh, sports life, you know, more people mm-hmm. that are so into sports. But uh, just as like a vibe standpoint, people are always pretty chill. It's a cool school. So that's what I love about Pali. Yeah. I mean, you're literally up the hill from the beach. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, a lot of surfers, a lot of surfer dudes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, not a problem. It's cool. All right. Well, let's talk about college. So you've received an offer from the College of Idaho, mm-hmm. not Idaho University. No. Which I think a lot of people think it's the Idaho University. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's College of Idaho. So yeah. it's a different, it's a small liberal arts college. Exactly. So when you got that offer, what went through your mind? You know, so junior year, I got offered at University of San Diego. And that's a D1 school. So, and then, you know, recruiting wasn't really picking up. Talked to a lot of schools, D1s, but just never got that offer. So when I got that offer, you know, I was blessed. You know, I felt really excited. But at the same time, I was like, it's a small school. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Like, maybe I could try to do a preferred walk-on, you know, at D1. So I was still talking to some schools like that. But um, so at first I was kind of like, eh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm really happy to have this scholarship. And, you know, they're paying for a lot of my school. So, like, that's great. But uh, I didn't know how it was going to, you know, feel living in, a, like, right outside of Boise, Idaho, too. Like, you know, I didn't know. But um, going up there, just seeing Boise and, you know, seeing we're right next to Boise State. And, uh, like, the fans, the community in that in that town is amazing you know and they sell out not they're the number one in the NAIA for pop like for crowds and 
their weight room is brand new. A lot, everything's really nice now. And you know, I thought that their coaching staff's excellent as well. With you know, NFL coaches, with Shiloh Ko, who's the coach who offered me, who's started for the Broncos. Yeah, in the I Super remember Bowl. him. Yeah, yeah, he's a great coach. And you know, I text, I text him all the time. And then the head coach is uh, Mike Morosky, who threw some touchdown passes to Jerry Rice back in the day. So, you know, I thought I thought that was all really cool. And then I saw that there was a lot of SoCal kids on the team. You know, two Grace Brethren kids are, are in oh, my class committed up there too. And they're both two six four guys. So I was like, okay, you know, it's not just like, you know, this is like smaller level. Obviously it's a smaller level, but there's still some dudes that go here. So I wanted to just be somewhere that I was happy to be. I know it's smaller, but it's a great opportunity for me. So I love that. So that's kind of an interesting point. I think yeah. a lot of kids, you know, they, they're waiting for the D1 offer. Yeah. And they get maybe they get a D3 or they get an NAIA and they're mm-hmm. like, man, I'm going to wait. I'm yeah. going to wait for something bigger. But you went up there and your mind was changed because mm-hmm. you saw, man, we're playing real football. We mm-hmm. got real coaches. We got a great weight room. Yeah. So to some of those kids that might be on the fence thinking that NAI might be beneath them, right? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah. They might think like, yeah. hey, this is not where I belong. I felt the same way, yeah. Yeah, so what would you say to them? I mean, I would say you have to just look at your opportunities and look who wants you and where you have a chance to play, you know. Um I could have probably waited it out, maybe not taken that decline, did tried to get a preferred walk on to a D one type school, but is that, is that where somewhere that I'm actually wanted and where I'm actually going to play and where I have a chance to compete and they're not paying me to go to school, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. And um, I like the education at this school too. It's a small liberal arts school, good education, good classes. But for all the athletes who think, you know, I want to play D1, that's it, D1 mindset. That's exactly how I was. So I totally understand. But you got to go somewhere that you're wanted and where you have an opportunity. And, like, that's where I felt that I had an opportunity to play as a freshman and also just, you know, have fun. And they have a great atmosphere. So I definitely just say go where you're wanted. That's it. Now, like we were talking about, it's a small liberal arts college. Yeah. It prides itself more on academics more than athletics. And mm-hmm. you've talked a lot about how Pally's kind of prepared you. It's got yeah. a pretty rigorous academic curriculum. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this is also a move not just for football but for your future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely do. I, I'm excited to go to a school that takes academics seriously as well. And also, I mean, with only you know, 10 to 20 kids per class, like, I think that that's really cool. Yeah, and the retention is. rate is high. And you know, some people might still say it's small, it's small. But for me, if I can you know, play the sport I love and get a great education, my professors know me by my name and you know, just do all that stuff, I'm going to – it's like – I like I'm gonna make connections whatever I do and wherever I go I always knew that I just I feel like the type of person I am I'm gonna get out there and do the types of things so it wasn't like oh, I need to go to a big name school so people will know where I went it's more just like how do I put myself in a position to make connections through internships or whatever so that was never a big issue of mine and I mean I'm super excited it's it's definitely a great opportunity and for people that don't know about it you know people probably like College of Idaho I mean you just gotta like I don't really care about that anymore. It's more just like I'm excited to go here and I'm going to get a great education doing it, playing a sport I love. So that's pretty much it. Let's talk about signing day. Signing day, yeah. So signing day, that's that's a really, really cool thing for a kid, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. You see your coaches come out, your family comes out, guys take pictures. Yeah. It's a big day, right? It's a, it's a whole ceremony. It was awesome. How special did that feel to you? It was amazing, you know. it's At first I was just like kind of you know shocked a little bit because it was just I don't know, my family was there coach high was there i had about say about 50 friends from the wow. school so a lot of people were there for me and a lot of people were you know celebrating me and that felt amazing you know like um just hearing some of my teammates you know saying bro like how much like you you taught me with like leadership or whatnot like and just for them being there for that day for me it was definitely special um sign day was incredible and um i i, I mean one of the best days of my life for sure it was just so cool being 
so you know loved by everyone there so that's what i was super excited super excited now in the backs of your mind or mm-hmm. kind of deep down do you have any regrets about the choice do you have any unease about the choice or anxiety about going and playing for a small college in idaho mm-hmm. um definitely no regrets definitely no uh unease i'd say maybe a little anxiety moving to idaho i mean i know boise's cool i liked boise a lot but it's still i'm a socal kid you yeah, know I've, right. I've lived um whether it's in the valley or i've lived in santa monica where my whole life so i mean that's definitely going to be a weird a weird switch but no regrets um i'm super excited um i'm i made that decision knowing i'm not gonna have any regrets because if i had regrets then why do it i'd rather just wait out for a d1 or just maybe honestly just go to school and just like be a frat whatever you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. I, I i don't have any regrets about that i took this opportunity and I'm super excited for it. It's all, I mean, fully into it now. So I'm super pumped. Hey, talking about being a SoCal kid, one of your teammates, Jake Nadley, he's going to join you up at College of Idaho. And we were talking a bit before, you guys have played Pop Warner together, then you played here at Pally. Mm-hmm. So how special is it when he got that, the money to go play, and knowing that you guys are going to be teammates? It's incredible. I mean, you know, he was talking to me about it a lot, and he'd call me, and I made my decision before him, and, uh, you know, then uh, he got the offer a little after me, but, you know, he was still like, I don't know what I want to do, and but I, I want to go play with you and stuff like that. So when he finally weighed his options, I didn't, I didn't pressure him or anything. It was up to him. So when he finally weighed his options and he thought that was right, I mean, it's almost like a fairy tale type thing. You know, I'm <laughs> playing with this kid uh, when I'm 10 years old, you know, and I'm playing safety, he's playing corner. It, I mean, you do that. Pop Warner, now I'm going to do it. I did it in high school for two years. We both, I mean, had great years this year as seniors, and we're both like the, the captains of our team. Uh, now playing in college, I mean, that's that's something that's unheard of a lot. You know, how, how many guys do you play Pop Warner in college with? So yeah, right. I think that's really cool, and definitely what a great opportunity for both of us. It's awesome. So looking back at your senior year, at least looking back at your two years, what are you most proud of here, the legacy you left to Pally? Um, I'd say I'd say just being a captain, being a good leader. Um, I think that that's you know just as important or more important than anything you do on the football field. Um, if I could if I could rally my guys and you know you know if I can pl- have them play better than what they can, then you know that's everything to me. I want to get the guys around me playing to the peak or even better than they're than they're supposed to play. You know, so if I could do that, I feel like that helps our team. I felt like I did that this year, and um, I felt that we had a good season because of that. Definitely not the end goal that we wanted, but we had a great season. And um, I'd say that just being a leader and being a great teammate. You know, the, the stats, the accolades, those will come. But uh, if you can do that thing first, then you're going to be successful in whatever you do. So that's what I, that's always my main focus. Now, this is a question I ask a lot of the guys that I talk to. Most of the kids that I talk to, they had maybe one one big offer or one mid-major offer, but mm-hmm. it took them a while to kind of get in front of the right pair of eyes before they got noticed. Mm-hmm. So if you could give a kid, maybe he's a junior and he's got nothing, right? Or he's a, he's a one-star, two-star, very underrated kind of kid. Mm-hmm. What some pieces of advice you could give to him to stick with it? Definitely recruiting's not easy. So, I mean... For me, being a type of guy who went through, talked to so many schools, talked to Division Ones would come all the time. I would text Division One schools all the time. Um, you know, I had a Division One offer. Just I didn't like this. I mean, the school just wasn't for me. But you just got to keep going. You got to reach out to schools by yourself because unless you're a th- like a four or five star guy, even a three star, you're you gotta you gotta you gotta recruit the schools almost. So this definitely, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on 
email, whatever you're doing, DM coaches, email coaches, go on the, you know, go on the school website, go to their coaching, you know, and get their emails and email them. Uh, do whatever you can to reach out to them because sometimes you will get offers doing that. You know, maybe they'll be, oh, well, I've got this email, I'll check it out. And you know what I mean? You're kind of, and then boom, you know, you start talking to you, you develop a relationship. That's how you got to do it. I mean, that's, and for me, that was a huge thing for me. I would do that a lot as well. And um, just keep pushing. That, that's what you have to do. Just keep pushing. Not like, you're going to find a great place if you really want to play football in college, you know, whether you're playing at any level. If you want to play, you're going to be able to play somewhere. So, but you got to do the right things to put yourself in that position. So it doesn't just come like, you know, just like wishing. You got to mm -hmm. do all the right things. So just keep pushing. Uh, recruiting's tough. That's, everyone knows that, unless you're a five star, four star. Recruiting's tough. So just, uh, recruit the schools and also just you know continue to stay active and talking to them and stuff like that did you ever get frustrated with the process definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh not even a uh, not hesitant about that at all definitely because i felt that i was going to be able to i mean division one schools would talk to me a lot and they said we love your size we love your frame you have good stats you know everything about that I think maybe the thing is that I run like a four, like a high four six, like a four seven forty. That might like hurt me a little bit in the mm -hmm. long run. Um, but that's something. I mean, I trained for it. I tried to get faster, and I did a little bit. But that's nothing. I can really like. That's just like if you can run a four four, you can run a four four. Yeah. And that's just not the type of player I am. So. Um, it was definitely frustrating uh, just talking to all these schools and then, you know, but now just looking back on it, I'm excited to where I'm, I'm excited where I'm at. So uh, I have no regrets. Exactly. No regrets. All right. Well, last question for you. Mm -hmm. When you look back at your time at Pally, these last two years, what do you think you're going to miss the most? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to miss Friday nights playing football. Definitely. I mean, I've made some amazing friends here. I've made, um, some amazing memories. Uh, I've had some great grades. I've, I've done a lot here, um, playing basketball as well. But when the lights turn on and you make a big play on this field at Friday night, and you know we have a pretty decent crowd for our for our school, we have we usually get pretty packed crowds here. Mm -hmm. So um, a top in the top in the in the city for sure. I feel like so when we have a crowd like that. I mean, you make an interception. I had a pick six one year against Huntington Park last year. And um, Huntington Park was a good team last year, but, you know, I had that pick six, and, you know, all I heard was, ah, you know, so just hearing that, that's, I mean, that's probably my favorite play of all time. So I definitely say Friday nights, Pally, you know, playing at the stadium by the seat, making some plays. It's amazing times. Will Janae, wide receiver DB for Pally. Thanks so much for Alex, down, appreciate man. it. Thank you. Mm -hmm.